If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10-9 Central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is our number two of The Rob Carson Show, and by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Here's the number. It's 800-922-6680. Joining us at the bottom of the hour, T.W. Shannon, former Speaker of the Oklahoma House of Representatives, Newsmax contributor to talk about the negative influence of pop culture on many young women today. And uh, it's comparable to the impact of uh, rap music on young uh, black men, uh, the hip-hop culture. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. <clears throat> we'll talk to him about uh, the impact of pop culture and what it does to uh, to people uh, at the bottom of the hour. Um, as George Santos is voted out of Congress for charges uh, without being convicted of anything, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is being uh, made fun of for her attempts to get uh, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, who is essentially a uh, treasonous criminal, for opening our southern border and presiding over the lie that has been the uh, government censorship project against the American people. He should spend the rest of his life in jail. But uh, they can't seem to remove him. That's kind of weird, isn't it? They just kind of target somebody, and all of a sudden, everybody wants to get rid of him. And then these other people, like uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, can continue to destroy the country, among other things. But thank God we got rid of George Santos. And I, I don't know George Sandoz. It sounds like he is a corrupt, uh, mentally confused person. I don't know how he got into office, to be quite honest, considering all this baggage and everything. But he did. But uh, Rasmussen reports <clears throat> that 55% of Americans want Mayorkas impeached. Only 33% don't because he's destroying the country. But don't expect Congress to do anything smart. Or, uh, I don't know, maybe something would help the country. They would rather go after uh, George Santos. And I'm not defending George Santos. I don't give a rat's behind about George Santos. I think he's a little, I don't know what the hell he is. But anyway, uh, I just think it's, I think whenever you see something this hastily, this historic, hastily thrown together, to me it says there's something else going on that we don't know about. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he knows where some bodies are buried. Who the heck knows? It's kind of strange. Uh, by the way, also, I saw this article last night. <clears throat> Democrats losing Biden backup plan as primary deadlines pass. Despite physicians attesting to his well-being, a string of incidents, including trips and falls, malapropisms, and losing his train of thought have caused two-thirds of his own party to believe that he's too old to remain in the White House. 
polling numbers in the key battleground states have found former President Do- uh, Donald Trump leading Biden in most of them. Now, I, I was thinking about this last night, and I, I still it's kind of a, a seed I'm germinating. Nobody in their right mind believes that Joe Biden is in charge. <clears throat> Nobody in their right mind believes that Joe Biden can fulfill the duties of being the president of the United States. Nobody in their right mind believes that. I am absolutely serious about this. But they are pushing him forward. They don't want to get rid of him. And I would venture to say a small cabal of people in Washington, D.C. want to keep him as the candidate. And I kind of, I want to know why. I want to know why. Because he's going to get beaten in the election, unless the Democrats Democrats are able to interfere in as much in this election, all right? Or they've got other plans. I'm just throwing out a theory. It makes you kind of wonder what is being planned. We know that 2024 is going to get very big and very ugly. We know what the Democrats did in 2020 with the summer of 2020. All of that, nobody calling it out, allowing it to happen, allowing the destruction, the death, the damage to continue based on a lie. <clears throat> what are they going to do this election year? Why are they not concerned about Joe Biden being the candidate? Why is Gavin Newsom saying, oh, no, he is perfect. I would rather have Joe Biden at 100 years old rather than Ron DeSantis. Somebody's got a plan, guys. Somebody's got a plan. Even David Axelrod said, you know, that uh, uh, Biden's got to go. He basically said, you, you, you know, we got to get him out of here. He knows. Everybody knows it. <clears throat> Everybody sees his, his bumbling and fumbling. Everybody sees the short stairs on Air Force One. Everybody sees him falling up the stairs. Everybody listens to him talk and goes, the world is making fun of Joe Biden, guys. The world's satirists are making fun of him because he's mentally impaired. It's not a secret even if Democrats were able to find a viable candidate to replace Biden in 2024, polling says it wouldn't make a difference. Uh, basically, uh, there is no, uh, uh, the Republicans and Trump would beat anybody who replaces Joe Biden, including Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom last night on that Fox debate on, you know, I'll get to that in one second, said that neither one of us are going to be the president, you know, running whatever. So I, I, I don't know what's going on. I'm just saying you better be ready. (laughs) You better be ready for something because something is going on that you have a small group of people completely telling the American people what they know is wrong, which is what they've done for the last seven years and particularly the last three years. So I'm just going to throw that out there. To me, it sounds like oh, maybe they've got a plan to either steal the election or just not have it at all. <clears throat> I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Just it's a theory. It's a theory. Oh, okay. Here's a, here's the introduction to the Fox debate with uh, Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis. All right. Welcome back to debates that nobody really gives a shit about. I- Sean Hannity, and tonight we have the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, and Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis. Let's begin. Okay. 
right, first question. Have you ever betrayed the greatest president who ever lived and President Donald J. Trump? <laughs> no. Uh, what kind of question is that? What the hell? Very simple question, but let's try the next one. Are you a short, insecure little man that likes to wear lifts inside your cowboy boots? Yes or no answer, please. No. <laughs> you know what? My wife bought me those lifts, uh, I, and I happen to like them. I know. Okay? He's even using a stepping stool. I can see it from over here. Governor, we clearly said no step stools. You either get off of it or you're leaving this stage right now. Now, that was how the uh, debate. <laughs> See, we can laugh at AI now <laughs> before it becomes self-aware and kills us all like in Terminator. Uh, that was uh, obviously not the actual debate <laughs> last night on, on Fox. Uh, and I didn't watch the debate last night on Fox because I was hosting a wonderful event for Friends in Service of Heroes. But I was I was thinking about this, and what did what did this de- debate exist for? On a positive note, it showed how well it destroyed uh, it, it destroyed Gavin Newsom. Uh, the left, uh, I haven't watched MSNBC. I don't because uh, I don't want to be suicidal. Um, but but the left is going to defend Gavin Newsom and say he won, even though he he was made to look like a complete moron last night. So on a positive note, it showed that uh, conservative policies across the board in Republican states destroy the socialist leftist policies that Gavin Newsom and the Democrat Party have espoused in cities around the country that are in shambles right now. All right? That's the, that's the, the thing that I took away from this. And that's a positive. The other thing that I took away from it, Ron DeSantis is a great governor. 1,000%. Will he be a great president someday? Who knows? Who knows? But right now, he is a great governor. I really think he's doing a great job. And, and you know, there are some people who are meant to be governor and some people who are meant to be president. All right? There are some people who are who are meant to, uh, you know, I don't know. I can't really think of an analogy. Uh, but, you know, say, for instance, uh, some people uh, will are very happy working in uh, the town of, like, uh, where I went to college, Maryville, Missouri, and Radio. And that's great. And it's great. They couldn't go on and do a, a massive radio show in uh, in New York City, you know, because you you do great in that situation, but maybe not so much, you know, on a, on a uh, you know a macrocosm, right? That's the right word I should use, but it doesn't work. So, could he be president eventually? Oh yeah, yeah probably. But right now he's doing a great job as governor, so I'm going to give him props. Here is, uh, here is, and I'll just play a few sound bites because I think it's kind of interesting. And again, this, the reason why I'm doing this is because it shows the failure of Democrat leadership versus Republican leadership. So that's the positive. Here is Ron DeSantis going after uh, Gavin Newsom. They tax too much. They regulate too much. They have a political agenda. It's not a good climate for business. They've lost a lot of companies. A lot of companies have moved to Texas. We have had some to Florida, but they've lost a lot of companies to Texas because they're not doing a good job uh, looking out for folks and not creating a good business environment. And, um, you know, when I have people that come to Florida, uh, they tell me, you know, you guys actually want us to succeed in Florida. And they feel like when they're in California. I don't see a lot of smash and grab robberies and, uh, and uh, pharmacies with uh, all their products behind glass in Florida or Texas. California, they don't want Disney's business telling? to succeed. Is that what Disney's and all that saying, stuff. the Tampa Bay Rays? Well, actually, yeah. I think that's an interesting point with Disney saying? because uh, I had Disney open during COVID. 
and we made them a fortune and we saved a lot of jobs. You had Disney closed inexplicably for over a year. You were not following food. science. You were a lockdown governor. You did a lot of damage to your people. Oh. You had more kids locked out of school for a longer period of time. In Bobby, he's exactly right, by the way. California than anywhere else in the country. It was the working class kids. It was the middle income kids. His kids were in private school. They were in class we'll in get, person. We'll get he locked let people me, out. Let me, let me, let me, the, and he was also uh, dining at the French laundry where you and i can't afford to eat during the height of the covid uh, crisis where everybody was going to die and he chose to go hang out with his buddies at a at a restaurant you and i will never dine at and didn't wear a mask or anything this was about the same time that uh, anthony fauci went to a nationals game where the stands were empty except for him and his friends and he took his mask off yeah, yeah, there's that. Oh, this is a good one from uh, DeSantis uh, talking about um, somebody he talked to uh, who left California because uh, Gavin Newsom's such a terrible governor. So I was talking to a fella who had made the move from uh, California uh, to Florida. A fella. Uh, and he was telling me that Florida is much better governed, yeah. uh, safer, who better budget, yeah. Yeah, uh, lower yeah. taxes, all this stuff. And he's really happy with the quality of life. Nice. And then he paused and he said, oh, by the way. I'm Gavin Newsom's father-in-law, so we do count Ouch. Gavin's Ouch. in-laws as some of the people that have fled California. That, my friends, is a sick burn. Yeah, it's called a sick burn. Oh, here is uh, uh, Ron DeSantis talking about literally in San Francisco for years, they've had maps so people can avoid areas where human feces is rampant on the streets and sidewalks. This is a map of San Francisco. There's a lot of <laughs> Other than that, it's a great city. Plots on that. You may be asking, what is that plotting? Well, this is an app where they plot the human feces that are found on the streets of San Francisco. And you see how... You, you have the same amount of brown when you see a, a map of uh, both houses of Congress. <laughs> the whole thing is covered because that is what has happened in one of the previous greatest cities this country's ever had. Human feces is now a, a fact of life. Yes, but you're forgetting human feces tourism, which is growing. All right, I'm just going to tell you, there are a lot of people who want to go see crap. You know, there are a lot of Giants fans. It's a joke. I'm just, but, you know, maybe, maybe feces tour tourism is going to catch on. Here is uh, Gavin Newsom. Oh, oh, uh, Ron DeSantis talking about the books that they're taking out of libraries in, uh, in, in schools in, uh, in Florida because they're overtly racist or they have a lot of sexual material in them that is inappropriate. And that's without, uh, without a doubt. But here is, uh, here is Gavin Newsom attempting to defend the uh, defense, the defenseless. The bottom line is you are on a book banning binge, your state. 1,406 books, 3,360. Yeah, it's not Catcher in the Rye, moron. Two in this country. You didn't answer. Florida's what about those no books? <laughs> that's not, we don't provide for K through third grade education, that kind of curriculum. It's just made up. These guys Why are the books in the library? It's part of this cultural purge. Should it it's be? Just uh, no, the cultural purge is against conservatives. Have you noticed all of the statues were pulled down by the left? You, what grade, what grade would it be what acceptable? I find, but what I find, all the people who were fired. And offensive, Sean and Ron, what I find offensive is the a very significant number of these books happen to be LGBTQ books. A significant number. Oh, okay, so it's all it's all about uh, uh, anti-gay, uh, the transphobic. These books you think it's happen appropriate to be about African Americans. Oh, it's also racist too. See, you've already lost the argument when you bring that stuff up. And finally, uh, uh, Gavin Newsom said that he'd much rather see Joe Biden uh, with his brain completely broken and at 100, he certainly will not be alive, uh, rather than uh, Ron DeSantis as the president. Running for president, and you know, Gavin Newsom agrees with that. He won't say that. But that's why he's running his shadow campaign. Uh, 
Uh, he should not be running. Uh, he is not up to the job, uh, and it is dangerous for this country. Well, I'll take, I'll, I will take Joe Biden at 100 versus Ron DeSantis any day of the week. It's going to be weekend at Bernie's. It's going to be weekend at Bernie's for four years. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. It's a Friday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Steve Bannon uh, was talking about why George Santos was uh, booted from Congress so quickly, and you know there's something behind it. Because you can keep scumbags in there like Bob uh, Menendez without any problems, and something historical just had to happen yesterday. It had to happen. He had to be booted out. Here is uh, here is Steve Bannon. Okay, this entire operation was a Kevin McCarthy, because I think McCarthy's going to leave on the tenth. This is McCarthy to screw MAGA. This is a thing to jam up Mike uh, Johnson. And look, hey, this is kind of he's kind of MAGA Mike now, right? This is 100% McCarthy and his acolytes trying to make our job even tougher and even take away the majority. I think of Johnson of Ohio, I think it's Johnson of Ohio, and McCarthy punch out. I'm not even sure we get a majority, or maybe a one-vote majority. This is 1,000% Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all, because uh, Kevin McCarthy, uh, as I have described him, is a uh, is bad as a used vinyl siding salesman. Uh, and it's hard to uh, buy used vinyl siding, but that's the only thing you could probably do. I don't doubt at all that it is uh, him. Um, <clears throat> we can talk about some other stuff in a second. I want to mention this because I have laid out a couple of uh, Omaha Steak burgers tonight and two Omaha Steak fillets because I just ordered, literally a couple weeks ago, I ordered Omaha Steaks for my family. I just thought it would be really nice. And now Omaha Steaks is a proud sponsor of the show. How cool is that? All right? And right now, if you go to omahasteaks.com, 50% off site-wide on, on all, all of it. All of it. What You, you like chicken? Cool. You like uh, pork chops? Cool. You like steak? Oh, dear God in heaven. It's not going to get any better than this because it's Omaha Steaks. 50% off site-wide so you can get the butcher's cut filet mignon, the mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo, jumbo franks, all of that stuff. Ready in a flash. The possibilities are endless. I like to do a fillet, <clears throat> a little horseradish whip on the side. Uh, it's not what you think, Hunter. It's uh, it's a little bit of uh, mayo, a little bit of uh, sour cream, horseradish, sea salt, pepper. Stir it up on the side of the steak. Best thing in the world. Best thing in the world. Fifty percent off side wide. And listen to this: if you use my name, Carson, another thirty bucks off your order. So we got to do is go to OmahaSteaks.com. All right, get your 50% off site-wide, and then at checkout, mention my name, Rob Carson, another $30 off the order. Unbelievable, whether it's for your family, whether it's for your boss, whether it's for a coworker, whether it's for a family member, you want to you give them something special, you want to make their day. I'm going to tell you, nothing makes your day like that box that arrives on the porch that says Omaha Steaks. OmahaSteaks.com, 50% off. Then at checkout, use my name, Carson. Do it today, okay? Get it done today. And I will post some uh, wonderful steaks of the food that I make tonight for you on social media because I'm kind of excited about it. Kind of excited about it. All right. Um, I want to move uh, on to this uh, <clears throat> hearing yesterday uh, on Capitol Hill with regard to uh, weaponization of the federal government uh, and freedom of speech. Michael Schellenberger was on uh, on stage yesterday at the hearing. Also, uh, Matt Taibbi was on the uh, at the hearing yesterday. It was uh, it was really really remarkable. And there were some people who attempted to 
I guess, take down Schellenberger or uh, uh, actually dispute Michael Schellenberger, for instance. Uh, this Dan Goldman, this congressman, decided to go after Dan, uh, 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 Mr. Schellenberger uh, by saying that, how do you know that the Hunter Biden laptop is real? And he was summarily destroyed, and he's being made fun of on uh, on the media today. And I'm going to do the same thing on the other side of this break. But there were some fireworks yesterday on uh, Capitol Hill with regard to uh, censorship. Debbie Wasserman Schultz, whose uh, voice makes you want to stab your ears out with knitting needles, she got destroyed yesterday on Capitol Hill by Matt Taibbi. Matt Taibbi and Matthew Schellenberger, who, by the way, are the Woodward and Bernstein of Generation X. They really are. They're amazing. And they're liberal, and they are showing the malfeasance of the federal governments. Some of the uh, the fewest, uh, the few liberal journalists who are actually committing acts of journalism will share audio on the other side of the break. And also our new Hanukkah song coming up. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. Imagine this. It's the dead of night. You're lying in bed. Suddenly you hear something go bump. What is your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution. The new MC-14 tip-up pistol from EAA Corp. And Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect for those with limited hand strength, disabilities, or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this. The MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodnight to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back down, and you're ready to fire. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP, boosting a 13-plus-1 round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense, complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience. Available with all EAA Corp. distributors, starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit EAACorp.com today. That's EAACorp.com. Friday morning, Friday afternoon, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, it's Friday afternoon. Although I got to tell you, this uh, this uh, daylight savings time is really, I just really hate it this year more than anything. It's like 4.30 in the afternoon. It's dark outside or 5 o'clock. At least I don't live in Minnesota. Uh, anyway, this <laughs> is the Friday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Joining us on the uh, Newsmax hotline is a former speaker of the Omaha, or Oklahoma, I should say, House of Representatives, Newsmax contributor, T.W. Shannon. Uh, hello, T.W. How you doing, my friend? Welcome to the show. Rob, my friend, it is so good to be with you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I thought I'd bump in with a little biggie because I know you talk about uh, 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 cultural phenomena in impacting young people. You uh, you know a lot about what rap music has done uh, as a negative, the negative impacts of it on the uh, on the African American community. I will, I would venture to say, T.W., I don't dislike all rap music because of it. I don't dislike all hip-hop because of it. Just the extremely misogynistic and disgusting stuff, which seems to have gotten a whole lot worse in the last couple of years. Which is 95% of it. Which is 95% yeah, yeah. of it, right? Exactly. That's exactly. You yeah. know, Rob, my, my dad used to have a saying, you know, he grew up in the segregated America. Uh, he's in his 70s now, but, you know, Motown was the pride and joy. He said that our music at the time 
was the pride and joy of our communities, and now it's become our shame. And it's so true. As a parent of an 18-year-old and a 14-year-old, we try to monitor what they listen to, but I know a lot of it sneaks in, and they, they, they listen about everything that's out there for sure. But the truth is uh, that stuff has an effect on you, and, and it seems to be that our culture is the only culture that seems to glorify the worst among us. And, and I hate that the liberal media and liberal Hollywood is active in promoting that, because that's who I put yeah. a lot of the blame on. Now, D.W., I, uh, I'm a Gen Xer, and, and I grew up watching uh, uh, Soul Train. I chose Soul Train over uh, American Bandstand because the girls were hotter and the music was better. And, <laughs> the da- the da- and Let's be honest, the dancing was better, too. Oh, my God, yes. Are you kidding me? What would you rather watch, Donnie and Marie with their latest hit or, or Sly and the Family Stone? <laughs> Come on, man. So, um, but, but, you know, I, I listen to a lot of music. One of the things that I've really done a deep dive on, because I listened to it when I grew up. I, I listened to the Commodores. I listened to the Gap Band. I listened to uh, Stevie oh, Wonder. That's all of these Oklahoma band, by the way. The Gap Band, that's Oklahoma. The Gap, you dropped the bomb on me, came from Oklahoma. That's fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Normally, you don't associate Tulsa with, you know, like a big R&B movement in the 1970s. <laughs> but I'm going to tell well, you. Well, there was. Oklahoma's always been, uh, because of our, you know, along the I-40 route, we've always been a big part of cultural music uh, through, through the early 1900s and later. So uh, but, you need to get to Oklahoma, Rob. That's the bottom line. I've been down. I've been down through Oklahoma. I got friends who live in Oklahoma. Um, let me. But but you listen to the music of, say, for instance, the everything from the '50s, '60s, '70s, particularly the '70s. You had these incredible bands that they put together these incredible orchestras, and they did. They revolutionized music. Motown started that in the '60s. In the '70s, it became soul. I listened to all of this. The Commodores. I listened to all of that music. It was brilliant. The greatest vocalists to ever exist. The the finest musicians ever to play instruments they were black and they were brilliant and now you got some jackweed who just uh, throws together a little beat track behind him and talks about killing people i mean honestly this has been a, a massive descent and it's really an insult to the greatness the richness of the black american culture no i, I say it all the time robin you think about you know these artists and i use that term lightly like sexy red you know who's out talking about all manner of vulgarity uh, it just it breaks my heart because there's so much more that we should be celebrating. Listen, I'm a huge live music fan. My family and I, we, we go to live music performances all the time. We love it. It's our guilty pleasure. Uh, but some of this stuff, I would be embarrassed to, to play in front of my mom or my dad. I mean, it's just it's so outlandish, but, but it really speaks to our larger, larger culture. And, again, it's the liberal Hollywood that is active in promoting this and choosing to put that music forward. Now, there's an audience for it, and we know that it's not just black, uh, black listeners that are buying it. I mean, it, it's white America. It's reached the suburbs. A lot of people are buying it. You can't go number one with just a, with just a black audience. Uh, but the truth is this is, a, this is a destruction of our entire culture as an American culture. Uh, and it's so sad because we have so much more to offer. Uh, let's get back to the basics in America. I mean, you look at what's happening in our school system where they're trying to dumb down uh, schools. You look at what's happening internationally. I mean, we, we've got a country that's on fire because of a lack of leadership in the White House. And our, and our, and our pop music is just, I think, a, another example of how we failed our young people. 
Let me ask you this, uh, T.W. Shannon. Uh, let me ask you, um, you know, a lot of the times you'll hear uh, white Karens, and by the way, all of this comes from leftist Karens, all of this nonsense, right. all this cancel culture, all of this bull crap. It all comes from white uh, liberal Karens living in cul-de-sac America. I've been saying this from 1995 when I, when I used to get calls from them at the radio station that I worked at. I called them the Dawn Patrol. But, uh, but they, what they do is they say that black kids can't succeed in America because of institutional racism. And what that is to me, and I'm a white guy, so I would like to hear from you, what that says to me is you are diminishing all of the greatness that came before you and the greatest names in history who just happened to be black and made it to the greatest pinnacles of music, entertainment, politics, uh, jurisprudence in, in world history. And they did it despite all of the headwinds, all of the racism that they faced in the past. And to me, that's an insult. Rob, I've been saying it for 20 years. America is not the home of systemic racism. America is the home of systemic opportunity. By the time I was 40 years old, uh, and I'm I'm an African-American, part Chickasaw, Native American, and, you know, by the time I was 40 years old, not only had I obtained my law degree, I'd worked for two members of Congress, I'd been a bank CEO, and I'd been the Speaker of the Oklahoma House of Representatives. That story isn't about how great I am. That's about how great America is. That story only happens in the United States of America. I'm also married to a beautiful woman, my college sweetheart, uh, and, and, and we've got two wonderful children. And, and, and I know that that is because of, yes, God's grace, but it's because of the opportunity that only exists in America. I mean, you look at what's happening in this country. If you listen to the liberal media, they would have you to believe that this place is the worst ever. I mean, you've got people like Michelle Obama and Oprah Winfrey who talk about systemic racism all the time exists in this country. But the truth is, if it was so bad, there wouldn't be brown and black people literally trying to get in this country illegally every single day, clinging to the wings of airplanes in Afghanistan, trying to get to this place that we call home and the rest of the world calls America. This is a great place. Everybody knows it, except for the liberals here uh, and the Karens who try to make it be something that it's not. But if we're not careful, we're going to turn into that very thing if we don't get the right leadership in the White House. Now, I understand you spoke at this Cure Community Summit, and you were talking about pop culture, particularly with regard to young women, and dear God in heaven, I mean, look at young women in this country, whether they're being subjected to, frequently they are the most um, uh, uh, pliable in society, I like to say, of young women, particularly teenage girls, they are the most susceptible to social contagion, and, and they've been victimized by this culture as well. And one thing that I want to mention to you, T.W., I mean, if you look on the web now, and you look at the adults who should know better, like like Kim Kardashian and all these idiots who go online who look, you know, it used to be that the Barbie doll was uh, unrealistic. Now they got women with uh, rear ends uh, that are injected with silicon and implants that are a mile wide, breasts that are, you know, 55 uh, Fs, and a, and a waist that's 18 inches. And that to me is is monstrous. And look what it's doing. Look what it's doing to young girls. And they've really made it even worse than we could have ever imagined when we were growing up. Yeah, the the unrealistic standards that have been placed by the world on young women particularly, but young people in general, I mean, it, it's almost laughable. The truth is we've got to get back to the basics. And the real reason we have this, if you want a strong America, if you want a strong state, if you want a strong city, it starts with strong families. The real challenge we have in our society is a breakdown in the family unit. Uh, when, when, when we started replacing dad with government, 
that's when we had the challenges that we have. And, and again, what, what, what the real challenge we have is the lack of self-governance. And the reason we don't have self-governance, when you don't have self-governance, the end result is you need more big government to maintain it. And so we're on this uh, socialist trajectory uh, because we have a breakdown in the family unit. And the, and the left has launched an assault. I mean, you look, at, you look at BLM, the Black Lives Matter movement, one of the greatest hoaxes ever put upon the American public. This group's entire mission was the annihilation of the nuclear family, particularly the black nuclear family. So um, if we really want to start improving things in this country, this is what I talked about in CURE, where I'm a board member, um, and on my social media sites at T.W. Shannon, I talk about this a lot, that, that we really got to get back to the basics, and that's the start building of the nuclear family, the traditional family. That's where it all starts. That's where people uh, feel the safest. If you go to our prisons right now, 80% of the people locked up in prisons come from broken homes. That is not a coincidence. Well, I'll just tell you this. I, uh, I grew up in a broken home. My father left me at seven years old. And, uh, and the thing that happened was uh, uh, my brother was, uh, he took it very, very, very badly. He never understood why dad would, lo- would leave. And he turned to a life of, uh, of crime, uh, petty uh, larceny and whatnot. He died in his sleep at 38 years old. But, but, you know, when your father is not around, you know, even if you haven't seen him, you, you question, why did dad leave me? Why didn't dad love me? I got friends in school who don't have, who they got their death. It is, it is torturous. It is tragic. It is awful. And and you cannot you cannot get past the profundity of that, and that is the biggest thing. They try to make it about other things, but it is about not having a dad there. And and you know that the the mainstream media has done its level best to paint men as idiots, to paint men as fathers that married with children. Right. Nothing against the characters, you know. Instead of Bill Cosby, when I was when I was in uh, high school and college, Bill Cosby was a template for a father. Didn't matter if it was a black man or a white man, but they've made dads look like. Buffoons, and I think that's part of this. And so now we're realizing how desperately we are missing fathers, and how important they are. They, they, they are. We, dads are not interchangeable. They're, they're, they're not optional. Uh, you, you know, they're statistics. I mean, let's just look at statistics. This isn't about a religious ideology. This isn't about some, you know, political ideology. Just statistically, uh, if you want children to do their very best. Having a mother, a committed mother, and a committed father, you can't replace that. That that is the ingredient to a successful society. And as that's continued to break down over the last seventy-five years, at, particularly in minority communities, it was the left, you know, a- anti-poverty uh, 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 p- legislation that really uh, dis- helped to destroy the families. Uh, back in 1940, uh, the average black family, seventy-five percent of black children, were born into two-parent homes. Today, it's just the opposite. 75% of black children are born outside of a of, of two-parent home, and we're seeing the end result of that. And, and the only uh, uh, known solution for that is a bigger government, and that's what we're dealing with, and that's what we're facing right now. You know, now, you, you, think about, Go ahead. You, you just think about, last point I'll make is, uh, and it, 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 even deeper than that, think about the genocide that the left has launched against black Americans with the Margaret, Margaret Sanger uh, Planned Parenthood, which is really uh, a genocide against black babies. Uh, we're seeing it right now where 40 percent of, of the abortions in this country are, are targeted by 
Planned Parenthood in black communities. It's got to stop, but it starts with the rebuilding of strong families, not the building of bigger government. You know, T.W. Shannon, you know we're going to find in every city in America that has a Martin Luther King Boulevard or a Malcolm X Boulevard. You know what we're going to find on that boulevard? You're going to find uh, lots of murders, black-on-black violence, and a Planned Parenthood clinic. And isn't that Margaret Sanger looks up from hell and smiles every day because Democrats fell for it. It really is remarkable when you think she's, about it. She, she's a genesis and a, and a, and a racist, and, uh, and, and, she, and it, it's funded with taxpayer dollars. Uh, and, it, and I think it's an atrocity, and, and Republicans should be doing more uh, to stand against this evil that exists in our society uh, with Planned Parenthood. It is the scum in the armpit of our society, frankly. It is. It is ridiculous. And, and not enough is uh, given. You know, when you, when you have an abortion, you're not going to get any support after. You're done. You, you know, you, you're, they, they're on and gone. But if you, if, you, uh, if you go to a pregnancy crisis center, they're going to help you out. They're going to make sure you can take care of yourself. They're going to love you. It is remarkable. And yet those people are being attacked. I want to mention this. This is something that, I, that I've said about the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party, what they like to do, and they do this with a lot of groups, but I've said this about minority communities like in Baltimore which is in hell on earth right now for schools. Kids cannot succeed if they're black and they're in their native cities right now in Chicago. Yeah, like but what the Democrats percent of third graders yeah. can't read on a, on a yeah. school level. I mean, they should just, uh, it's an atrocity. We, we got to stop it. I mean, that's all there is to it. But I always say the Democrat Party, they promise, they promise, they promise, they promise until Election Day. And then after the Election Day, when they get the votes, they get up, they get out of bed, they leave some money on the dresser, and they're gone. They do that with black people. They do that with women. They got the abortion vote in Ohio. They got what they wanted. And they could give a crap less. They're right back to men competing with women in sports. And I can go on and on. That's how the Democrat Party uses people. No, you're exactly right. I mean, listen... You know, the, you look at who the Democrats nominate, our current president, perhaps the most racist president in modern history, a guy who said you ain't black if you don't vote for him, a guy who spoke at the eulogy of Robert Byrd, a known uh, a U.S. senator from Virginia, uh, West Virginia, who actually uh, uh, was a known member of the KKK. This is the Democrats' lead model for leadership. And, and again, hey, T.W., can you hold on for the next break? Is that possible? Yeah, yeah, sure. All right, let's hold you on. I don't want to cut you off here. Let's take a break, come back. More with T.W. Shannon. This is The Rob Carson Show. President Biden got 83% of the vote here in 2020. But now the Biden campaign is seeing polls coming out saying President Trump is gaining traction with voters of color, even younger voters. So I came to the Bronx to put a face on the numbers, and I was shocked by what I heard on the streets. Do you think that President Biden is doing a good job with the economy? No, he's not doing nothing yeah, to support nobody. Is he doing a good job? Yes or no? No, no. I, I can see we're all going to be the streets homeless. Biden and his press secretary said that prices are going down. Is that your experience or is that not true? No, that is definitely not true. Prices are definitely going up. Now, that is Kara uh, Castronova on Newsmax uh, doing a person on the street report uh, in the Bronx. And people of color are going, uh, I think we're kind of done with this nonsense. T.W. Shannon, are you seeing that? You know, we're, we're, I couldn't hear the question very well. Uh, oh, I, I okay, think sorry. Can you repeat the question? Sorry. Well, the question was, uh, a lot of people of color are recognizing that the Democrat Party has left them hanging. Uh, one of our reporters at Newsmax was in the Bronx, and she found that with black people, with Hispanic people. And, and I think the bud's off the rose of the Democrat Party, and I think that this is the first time we're going to see real change. I, I haven't seen in my lifetime. What do you think? No, Rob, we're on the cusp of, you know, I was in 2020 
the, uh, the, the national chair of Black Voices for Trump. And, you know, Donald Trump doubled uh, what any president had gotten of the black vote because of the work we did. And I think that is continuing. I mean, listen, African-Americans, like, first of all, all Americans are hurting right now under Joe Biden's um, uh, policies. But the truth is nobody's been hit harder in the African-American community. When you look at the unemployment rate, what it skyrocketed to, the lack of opportunity, and the way that inflation disproportionately affects poor people, people are waking up. And so, yeah, in the barbershop, when I go to the barbershop, uh, I can tell you the brothers there are really giving the consideration to uh, the Republican Party because they see the Democrats have not delivered. They've seen it over and over again that every time there's an election, they, they force-feed African-Americans that the only thing that matters is racism and that this is a inherently racist country. You can't get ahead in this country, and it's all because of Republicans' fault. I think the gig is up. I think we're, I think African Americans are digging a little deeper this time. Uh, but we've got to put up the right candidate. We've got to put up a candidate who's talking about the future, who's talking about economic opportunities and job opportunities. Listen, the the, the best social program in the world is a good-paying job. Yes, sir. You're exactly right. I, I got to tell you, I think the uh, the arrest of Trump, the persecution of Trump, I said this, I think Hicks and homeboys are coming together because they want to save the country and they're tired of living like this. The uh, poor blacks and poor whites live the same damn way. And they, they come together uh, over their meager uh, you know, offerings with love and family. And we got to get back to that. And, and everybody knows it. We don't hate each other. White people don't hate black people. Black people don't hate white people. This has all been a facade. Listen, we got to run tw shannon i really appreciate you being on and i'd love to have you on again where can people find you on social media you know i'm at tw shannon i'm all over social media and i'm still relishing in hicks and homeboys i just can't hicks and homeboys the best line i've heard all week hicks and i tell you what hicks and homeboys coming together to save the country that's the way it's going to work god bless you my friend and if i don't talk to you before christmas have a great one all right and a good weekend as well merry christmas thank you for having me all right my friend. let's take a break it's a rob carson show Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Yeah. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. Yeah. Carson Show. And this is hour number three of the Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. So the only thing you have to do is your second and third jobs 
to pay for the inflation that Joe Biden has created. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, I know. You're made to believe that the economy is absolutely awesome and incredible, and uh, it's kind of funny because Joe Biden hasn't used the word Bidenomics since November the 1st. You know why? Uh, because the economy sucks because of Bidenomics. That's the, uh, that's the reason why. I thought you should know. But you didn't need to know that, did you? Of all the things they could lie about, that you could, you know, you, they would question you. Of all the things they could gaslight you on, okay, which they have, uh, or, or, you know, uh, duped you, one or the other. Because gaslighting really is, when, when people gaslight you, they tempt you, they, 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 they want you to believe something else. And in the back of your mind, you're like, no, no, no. And then there's just being duped. That's when they actually succeed. There were a lot of people with duped. Uh, you know, the last couple of years, they were duped into thinking that uh, that uh, Russia collusion was real, even though there's no <laughs> there was no reason why Russia would have wanted Donald Trump in office. It's stupid to think otherwise. They had already bought and paid Hillary Clinton. Duh. I mean, to the tune of a couple hundred million dollars through the Clinton Foundation after the Uranium One deal. I've said it time and time again. And they duped a lot of people. They duped a lot of people on the, uh, the, the laptop, Hunter's laptop and all that stuff. They duped a lot of people because the FBI was literally commanding and controlling all speech about Hunter Biden's laptop to cover it up. And we'll get to that. But, uh, you know, uh, we've been lied to. We've been BSed. One thing that we, will, we can't be lied to about, we can't be gaslit on, is what we sit around and discuss every day. You, around the kitchen table, whatever, sure, it's the kitchen table. Generally on the couch or text message it's like holy hell how we're going to pay the bills this month i don't know honey well you just did or getting another job okay i'll work at ace hardware that's what my wife did worked at ace hardware part-time and uh, she was very fortunate it could literally like it's been about three four months she was able to quit her second job it was it was a gift so you, you can't lie about bidenomics you can't uh, polish that turd enough it's <laughs> just ridiculous. Uh, by the way, I, I, I decided since this year, um, because uh, I want to do a big uh, bleep you to the left and to these idiot AstroTurf protesters who are anti-Semitic uh, around the world. And, and I've got some new statistics on uh, how many people in the United States are supporting the uh, the Palestinian people and, uh, uh, you know, the Palestinian Authority versus the Jewish people. And it's so overwhelming in our country. That's why this movement, this idiotic movement on campus, this idiotic movement in places like New York City where they tried to interrupt the, the Rockefeller uh, Christmas tree thing the other night, they, they're, they're, they're failing. It's not catching on. It's not, that is not going to become the summer of 2020. That's what they want, but it's not going to work. And, and one of the reasons being is we are just gonna, we're not taking anymore and we're not going to let them shout us down anymore. I said, this holiday season, we need to overwhelm them with our joy. And I know it's really hard. Trust me. I'm speaking from a, a place of authority on this one. But we have to overwhelm them with our joy. And we have to come together for each other. And so with that, there are a lot of uh, Christmas songs out there. Not a whole lot of Hanukkah songs out there. There's a dreidel song, dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. You know, and it's nice. It's a nice song. And you got the Hanukkah song with, uh, with uh, Adam Sandler from my generation. But, uh, but Jim Gossett and I decided to put this together. For those who might be lighting a menorah for the first time this year. Well, like me, actually. I've got mine right here beside me. So everybody sing along. Shake, shake, shake your menorah. Hold it up with pride. You can't help but not dance. Tell, tell, tell Hamas. 
you can't run and hide. Oh, show, show, show all the haters like AOC. Boom. You, you, you and the squad love the enemy. Like Tamib. My menorah has candles. Ooh. More candles than I can handle. Mine's an LED. It's displayed on my table to show Hamas we're ready and able. You're out of line, Hamas. You're out of time, Hamas. Israel's win, your loss. You're gonna pay a big cost. You're out of line. Don't believe you. Don't believe you. Hey, Sleepy Joe, don't believe you. Don't believe you. Shake, shake, shake your menorah. Shake it. For the world to see. Just light it up. Israel, you're supporting. Unlike NBC. Oh. Light, light, light all the candles. Let them shine brightly. Ooh. Because soon a must will be history. That's right. <laughs> Uh, if you want to hear that uh, parody along with all the other great satire on this radio show, listen to the podcast today, will you? Just go to uh, Newsmax.com slash listen. Uh, every show is there, and uh, and you can hear a lot of the, the song parodies that we do embedded in there. So, uh, And there's a serious message to that, too. Overwhelm them with your joy. Celebrate Hanukkah. Hell yeah. Oh, you shouldn't say hell. I don't care. Uh, celebrate Christmas. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Just do it. So it's very interesting. Some of the uh, uh, testimony on Capitol Hill, there's the weaponization of the federal government hearing. They did it yesterday on Capitol Hill. And uh, they brought in front of them uh, yesterday uh, two people who have become heroes of mine, even though they are complete opposites as far as politics, Matt Taibbi and and Michael Schellenberger. Uh, Matt Taibbi is written for Rolling Stone. He's very left of center. But I, I... I kind of like them. I like them both, actually, as people. I think they're kind of cool. I'd like to hang out with Matt Taibbi. I don't know if he'd hang out with me. You come over and be like, hey, 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 Matt, come on over to the house. We'll hang out. We'll play uh, some Jenga or something. And he'd go, you know, I'm cool. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate it. Uh, but anyway, uh, yesterday on Capitol Hill, Congressman Dan Goldman tried to uh, make Michael Schellenberger call him out for... Uh, for uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. Now, we know that Hunter Biden's laptop is real. We know that Hunter Biden's laptop had uh, uh, all sorts of information on it, which showed the, uh, the absolute corruption of the Biden family. Uh, the FBI took possession of the Hunter Biden laptop from computer repair shop John Paul Isaac in uh, December of 2019. We've seen the pictures. We've seen the video. There is no disputing this at all. But during a uh, hearing of the House Judiciary Subcommittee on Weaponization, uh, Michael Schellenberger delivered a striking rebuttal to Democrat Representative Dan Goldman's suggestion of a conspiracy involving Rudy Giuliani, Russia, of all things, and the Hunter Biden laptop story. Let the buffoonery begin. You've talked about the Hunter Biden laptop and how the FBI knew it existed. You are aware, of course, that the uh, <laughs> laptop, so to speak, was actually, that was published in the New York Post, was actually a hard drive that the New York Post admitted here was not authenticated as real. It was not the laptop the FBI had. You're aware of that, right? It was the same contents. How do you know? Because it, <laughs> because it's the same. I mean, it's, you would have to authenticate it to know it was the same, same contents. contents. You have no idea. You Are know, you hard drives can that be it's a conspiracy? manipulated. Are you suggesting the New York Post participating in a conspiracy 
to construct the contents of the Hunter Biden laptop? No, sir. Oh. The problem is that hard drives can be manipulated by Rudy Giuliani or Russia. Well, what's the evidence that and that happened? Yeah, well, yeah, Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, Rudy Giuliani had uh, had the wherewithal technically to uh, to do that to a hard drive. You betcha. There is actual <laughs> evidence of it, but the point is, it's There's not no evidence. And that's not an insult on Rudy Giuliani. It's just he's got better things to do. Dang, so you're engaged in a conspiracy. I'm glad theory. you agree with me, Mr. Schellenberger, that transparency is the most important thing. And my last question for you is: Do you think it would be transparent? If Hunter Biden came to this Congress and testified in a public hearing and more transparent than if he testified privately. It's I mean, literally, I've never thought about that. I have no idea. <laughs> you don't literally never thought about that. Public testimony. You guys, I don't think stupid. Testimony more I mean, transparent than private testimony. <laughs> Are you familiar with the first Mr. Chairman? I yield back. Congress shall take no action it, to abridge. Yeah, he, he yielded back because uh, he was getting stomped by uh, Michael Schellenberger. That is just so glorious. And then there's uh, Debbie Wasserman Schnitz. That's what my friend Chris Plant calls her. Debbie Wasserman Schultz. We haven't heard much of her voice lately, which is great because uh, I actually wanted to hear again. Uh, but here she is yesterday taking on Matt Taibbi about government uh, disinformation efforts and, of course, getting clocked. Should social media companies... Allow oh, God, that voice! ...rape and murder to be live-streamed by terrorists on their platform... Okay, let's go back again. Here. Should social media companies allow rape and murder to be live-streamed by terrorists on their platforms in order to create fear and incite violence? I believe that would violate their terms of service, would it so, not? So your answer is no, it should not do, they should not be allowed to do that. Live-stream rape and murder? No, right. I, think that, I think that would count. She's trying to draw some sort of an idiotic comparison, and, uh, and Matt Taibbi's just going to uh, knock her socks off. This speech that would be prohibited under their terms. Good, good. Sense. You do have absolutist policies. Um, <laughs> I do not have absolute. <laughs> I, do, I do not have. Please don't interrupt me. The Homeland oh. Security official. Yeah. You, you can't respond to me. Don't interrupt me. I'm a member of Congress. Echoed your opinion. You would call it censorship? She's trying to equate live streaming a murder and a rape to political or scientific speech about the issues of the day. I mean, it's it's mind blowing. Uh, the 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 Dan Goldman exchange was incredible to me. I, I wondered, you know, he's an attorney. I, I I wondered if he ever did defense law. If he went into court and said, Your Honor, my client only is. 35% guilty. Um, was that was that the tactic? Uh, he was essentially conceding the crime, but saying it was only a percentage crime. Uh, and Debbie Wasserman Schultz uh, said, uh, accused me of saying the exact opposite of what I've said on record, uh, probably more than a dozen times. And but that's been their tactic, as the chairman knows, throughout the, these hearings. Uh, they're not interested in the, in, in the the subject matter. They just say. Answer yes or no to this ridiculous yes, question, and and that's their entire contribution to the. Now it, it the, is kind of interesting because the uh, Republicans will bring someone in who is a Democrat and ask for a yes or no question, and it's very easily a yes or no question, and uh, uh, they will never answer yes or no, but. They are trying, I guess, to demand that from Matt Taibbi and uh, and uh, Michael Schellenberger. And unfortunately for them, uh, Matt Taibbi and uh, and uh, Michael Schellenberger are much more knowledgeable than any of these idiots in Congress. Uh, it is remarkable. This is Michael Schellenberger talking about the, the, one of the many things that we were lied to about, and that is COVID. And that is and that is COVID. And and listen, 
This was a part of, uh, a, a part of, of lies about everything. It was a massive government disinformation campaign made, to, made you to believe what the government says was true, even when it said was false. All right, this is all coming out, but this is yesterday they touched on, uh, on, uh, on doctors. Doctors being censored by the federal government. Just very briefly, uh, during a crisis, you need free speech so you can respond, you can have these issues, you can debate them. And what we saw was both Harvard epidemiologist uh, Martin Kildoff um, and Stanford epidemiologist Jay Bhattacharya were both censored. Uh, Dr. Bhattacharya was put on a trends blacklist. The things that they were advocating was mainstream epidemiology, um, and their voices were stifled, and we now have seen the consequences of it, most particularly this horrendous learning loss among children yeah. that could have been avoided if we had adopted uh, what Dr. Bhattacharya was recommending. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm dealing with that in my family, where my daughter missed the middle of her high school experience. She missed her the second half of her freshman year in high school, the first half of her uh, more year in high school, which was hybrid, and then the next year after that, uh, hybrid, then full time, and wearing a stupid mask. And all of her, all of her uh, classmates, uh, at least one class graduated, never being able to be state champions in basketball, never being able to compete in speech, never being able to be on stage for drama, and their lives were ruined. So there's that. And it was all based on a lie. Here's a little bit more from Matt Taibbi about censorship and COVID. The, the trans blacklist uh, image that we saw with Dr. Bhattacharya, that was one of the very first things that we found uh, in the Twitter files. And it was a, uh, an early example of what, um, what we came to understand as malinformation. Uh, it's the idea... Listen to this. This is made up. Malinformation was a word used by the government. Something that's not untrue or it is true, but uh, is believed to produce an undesirable uh, uh -huh. political result. Uh -huh. um, this is extremely dangerous. Dr. Bhattacharya has had a legitimate scientific opinion. Mm -hmm. He turned out to be correct. Uh, his study was later uh, ratified by the WHO. Um, and... But it was considered to be um, against the policies of the current government. And so he became one of the most suppressed people in the country during 2020 yeah. and 21, which is exactly what the First Amendment was designed to prevent. Absolutely. And uh, payback is coming. Let's take a break and come back. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. setting president joe biden setting record low approval ratings what the democrats have put our nation through it is a sad day it's the rob carson show so the uh, war is back on between israel and uh hamas yay let the carpet bombing continue you know and it's kind of i just read this uh, story um how hold on let me find it here i got a, i got a ton of stuff here I always have too much stuff. That Hamas understands that uh, hanging on to American uh, hostages is beneficial because they can get away with anything because Joe Biden is the president. That's why the, uh, the American hostages haven't been released uh, as quickly as they would if Donald Trump were the president because they know they can get anything out of the United States with Joe Biden as the president. It's, it's fairly obvious. It's fairly obvious. So, um, and this is uh, another thing you need to know about uh, Hamas. 
Um, yeah, Hamas likely holding American hostages as leverage against Biden. This according to uh, uh, experts. Hamas could be retaining American hostages to press for Joe Biden's administration to keep pushing for pauses in Israel's counteroffensive in the Gaza Strip. You know why? Because Democrats do stupid crap like, uh, you know, trade Taliban leaders for uh, Bo Bergdahl, a deserter, uh, or give Iran uh, six hostages, six billion dollars for five Americans. That's the kind of stupid crap that Democrats do. Uh, Hamas is releasing, and this, by the way, from Daily Caller, Hamas is releasing dozens of hostages, including Israelis, foreign nationals, small number of Americans in exchange for temporary pauses in the conflict with Israel as part of a truce deal that was agreed to last Tuesday, extended through Tuesday or Thursday. It's unlikely or it is likely Hamas could be retaining as many American hostages as possible because President Derpity Do doesn't have a brain. Not as through that in there. Uh, as possible so that the Biden administration will push for more pauses in the conflict in their hopes their eventual release, blah, blah, blah. That's what they're doing. They're playing a, they're playing a stupid game. They're playing a stupid game. And uh, what happens uh, next is uh, if and when the hostages are released, then um, uh, raise Gaza. Just raise it. R-A-Z-E. Just, just end it. Because uh, Hamas has to be defeated, I'm just going to be honest. They have to be defeated. There is no, there is no. Give them another chance. They, they've had all sorts of chances over the years, and uh, honestly, that's it. I told you about it. September the 11th. They were dancing in the streets on September the 11th, 2001. Little children getting candy, and and uh, 22 years later, those same children raided Israel and murdered people and raped them. And I'm not going to get into the details. I've got some stories, and, and I'll reserve them for the next time some idiot calls me and says, Oh, yeah, well, you know, maybe it was deserved. Maybe they deserved to get murdered and raped and slaughtered and all that. Oh, and then there's this. Hamas terrorists, uh, they decided they would brand Israeli children by forcing their legs against exhaust pipes of motorcycles so they would be burned and would be recognizable if they tried to run away. There you go. Uh, bomb them into into dust, wreck them, raise it, evacuate the innocent, say, here's the deal. We're going to raise this entire area, pave it over, seal the tunnels, and if you want to move back in, we'll help you out a little bit. But if you do not denounce Hamas, uh, then uh, you're out of luck. How about that? And then, of course, the House approved in a veto-proof vote a uh, bill that would permanently freeze $6 billion in Iranian oil res- uh, revenue, previously unfrozen by Biden as part of the hostage swap deal with the Islamic, Islamic Republic, which, by the way, I might add, I believe was the trigger for the attack. It was like Joe Biden, hey, uh, Iran's going, we got $6 billion we can free up now. We don't have the money right now, but we know that we can spend $6 billion when we need it because we got the money. That's what I think happened. That's why it happened. Now, on the other side of the break, we might have a little bit more fun on the other side of the break, uh, including some uh, no bad news for the Washington Post and a lot of uh, leftist news organizations, despite the fact that they have massive staff and they have all sorts of journalists. People aren't buying it anymore. That's coming up next. The phone number is 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show.
It is a Friday edition of the Rob Carson Show. You make sure to follow me on social media this weekend because uh, I, I don't do yeah, probably the normal stuff you do on social media. I, I put up some political stuff, but I also like to cook. I like to kind of share what I'm doing because, uh, I don't know, there's a lot more important things in the world than politics, although, uh, you know, politics can really bleep things up, if you know what I mean. But uh, if you go just anywhere on social media, Instagram, uh, uh, I usually just do food on Instagram. Uh, Rob Carson Show, Twitter, Rob Carson Show, Facebook, I barely use because I'm so crushed by their algorithm because they are still attacking conservatives. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Getter and uh, Truth Social. So, I mean, just, you know, look it out if you're Googling or whatever. I'm, I'm always around. Uh, now Massachusetts says it's being hit by a wave of white lung. It's white lung, which is racist. My God in heaven. See, what this is what they're doing. This is black lung replacement is what it is. You remember when people used to, used to have black lung working in the coal mines and all that? What's happening? Oh, yeah, whitey's taking over. That's just great. Isn't that just great? Actually, uh, white lung is a pneumonia in children in Ohio. It's also in Ohio. <clears throat> and uh, they are issuing a similar, war- a similar warning after China and Europe saw surging cases and hospitalizations. Just in time for an election year. Though, and by the way, uh, you should know, there were secret warnings about the Wuhan Institute of Virology. This according to Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair? Vanity Fair. I know, I go there for all my news. Actually, no. Maybe when I'm getting my hair cut, they might have a Vanity Fair sitting there at uh, Great Clips, and I might thumb through it, but not usually. U.S. health official from the NIAD, it's also known as NIAID, uh, that's Anthony Fauci's uh, organization. Uh, it's the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases arrived at the WIV to view work on China's first biosafety laboratory, which was in Wuhan. The lab, which was to be operated with the highest safeguards, would enable scientists to study some of the world's most lethal pathogens. Western governments looking for a stronger partnership with top scientists from China. NAYAD uh, sent grant money through a U.S. group, the EcoHealth Alliance, to help fund research. The NIAD official in emails obtained by A Vanity Fair reported uh, back to her bosses that the lab was not fully operational and was having difficulties developing expertise among the staff. Vanity Fair said the uh, information came from the lab's tour guide, which also served as a technician. How in the hell would you like to be a tour guide at the Wuhan lab? It's like, welcome to the... <laughs> Excuse me. Blue Hine Laboratory. Excuse me. I'm just, it's just a little, it's a little tickle in the throat here. So anyway, according to the technician, being the first P1 or BSL lab in the country, they have a uh, to learn everything from zero, which may explain why the accident or the intentional release of COVID happened from there, you see. But we do know now that the federal government and the NAIED was involved in it. Uh, The uh, NIAID official said she learned that scientists at the lab had intended to conduct research on Ebola, but were prevented in doing so by government restrictions. So instead, they were looking into using a technique called reverse genetics to engineer Ebola. That's really good stuff. And isn't this so nice that our government was involved in this with Communist China? 
According to Stanford uh, microbiologist David Relman, when you are reverse engineering Ebola, you now have established a platform for which you can do one million different things with Ebola or something that you call Ebola. It means you can now make any variant or construct that uh, Ebola-like at will. Uh, it noted that the Wuhan Institute of uh, Virology scientists had revealed a serious shortage of appropriately trained technicians and investigators needed to safely operate the lab. Your money paid for it. Do you want to know why there was so much secrecy? Because you paid for it. <laughs> you paid for it, and now we've got this new white lung syndrome. Uh, it says here that a uh, uh, it is a, a child pneumonia. Cases similar to the outbreak spreading in China and parts of Europe. In Warren County, just outside of Cincinnati, where I used to live, there have been about 140 pediatric cases of the condition dubbed white lung syndrome. Who the hell know what, knows what it is? Do you want, to, uh, you want to get caught as unprepared as we did during COVID? I didn't think you did, and I don't either. Because I had to go to a doctor in Florida to get the meds that I needed. I wanted hydroxychloroquine because I read about it. I read that it wiped out uh, COVID in Uttar Pradesh, the largest province of India. It did. It's a fact. I knew about it two and a half years ago. Three years ago. But as you heard earlier in the show, our federal government was involved in censoring everything that disagreed with the government. So I had to go to Florida. And I got my meds. Well, the wellness company is going to make it easy for you because you can get those meds, those emergency medications, including hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, uh, ZPAC, among other things. And all you got to do is go to the wellness company, go through a questionnaire, uh, consult a physician if you would like, or you can, you can talk online to a physician with the wellness company. They will prescribe what they feel you need for you and your family, depending on your allergies, your medical conditions. My friend Ken, my producer, who I call Redneck MacGyver, he got one. He goes, Rob, this is so amazing. I said, I know, I know. And we didn't have to go to another state or we didn't have to jump through hoops or whatever. We got it. So all you need to do if you want to get this kit, and I've got one right here in my office, just go to twc.health slash Carson. You get 10% off, all right? So twc.health slash Carson for the wellness company, Z-Pack, uh, everything from anthrax to tick bites, all of this, you need it. If you're stockpiling food or just have a freezer full of food in case or potable water or a generator, don't you think you might want to consider an emergency medical kit? How about that? All right. Uh, so anyway, go to twc.health uh, slash Carson for your emergency medical care. I do believe we have uh, Marshall from Watsonville, California on the line. Marshall, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Uh, hey, I love your show. Uh, Thank you. Uh, yeah, Thank I don't you. mean to stroke you, but um, I, I, away. I have some advice. <laughs> <laughs> I have some advice. I've never told a man that, but go ahead. So I have some advice for um, Ron DeSantis. Is get rid of that creepy smile. Yeah. It's like he practiced in the mirror, and he should have practiced on a mugshot photo. <laughs> what did you think I mean, of the debate? What did you, you mean business? What did you think about the debate? The, I don't know why they did the debate. I think I, what they I did the debate is because... About two-thirds of the way through because they were, they, they were weak. 
Did you think that uh, Newsom got beaten badly? I think he did because Newsom, uh, I thought, just looked yeah, like a yeah. like a moron. But but, but Trump would have uh, Trump would have took them both to the yard. Yeah, he would have wiped the floor with them. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I have a, a ticket for you, what? Donald, Elon, Vivek. And Rob Carson is the House Speaker, even though uh, um, your uh, call screener said that you would ne- you wouldn't accept the job. But I just really want to hear uh, uh, people with stupid questions be called stupid. Yes, well, that's why I want to be press secretary. <laughs> you want to hear something funny? And Marshall, I was blessed enough, and, and Newsmax made this possible. I got to have dinner at Mar-a-Lago about a year and a half ago. I, I know. And, uh, and it was, I, it I, got it. it, it your show every yeah. Came so up. I got up, I got up, and I, and I got to shake the hand of the president, and he, he allowed me to speak. And I said to him, I said, you know, uh, President Trump, uh, you know, I don't know who you got planned for press secretary, but I think we could have a lot of fun. And he looked at me like, oh, God, that would be fun. Uh, I wouldn't do it. I, I would have zero patience for uh, that. And I'm sure they would. <laughs> I just want to hear someone with a stupid question be called stupid. Well, you know, and honestly, there's a point where, Marshall, when you listen to people like there's this guy in Canada who is uh, who is the conservative leader, Pierre Polivare, and, and, and he and people like Carrie Lake have taken a cue from Trump, and instead of pandering and trying to work with these idiotic questions, they just point out the stupidity of the question and the, and the unpreparedness of the person asking the question. And then you don't have to worry about the nonsense, Marshall. I have a friend that's a Cuban and a French Canadian. Well, that's a that's quite a, <laughs> a a group to get together and play cards there, Marshall. <laughs> hey, hey uh, but but an arsenal of conservatism versus communism. Absolutely, I think we'd win. Oh, one hundred percent, Marshall. God bless you, bro. Have a glorious uh, glorious great. Great call, by the way. You just made my day, man. He really just made by this is Pierre Polivier. I want you to listen to Pierre Polivier. He was on the uh, the in the Parliament in Cal- in uh, Canada, and what they do is they'll bring it. It's very much like British Parliament. It's very uh, raucous, and they applaud and they do all this crap, and then somebody can get up and stand and talk. It's kind of fun actually. And and uh, Pierre Polivier got up and he was talking. He's been going off on green energy and all this nonsense. And and also if you if you watch Canada in the uh, policies of uh, Justin Trudeau, they mirror. The Democrat parties in the United States and this uh, World Economic Forum nonsense that's going around the world. It's the same crap, the same green energy crap. It's the same uh, approach to Ukraine. Uh, it's the same approach to Israel. It's all the same nonsense. I want you to listen to Paul Evier versus Trudeau and listen to how much Trudeau sounds like an American Democrat. We are, we are the only party that has stood with Ukraine, Mr. Speaker. Prime Minister, I understand what he's doing. He is imposed. This is Paul Levier. He kicks butt. Was so much misery here at home, whether by doubling housing costs, forcing people into tent encampments. This is all happening in America too. America too, under a socialist Democrat government. Exact same thing. All of the ills of our society and our country are completely mirrored by Canada because it's a movement internationally. Uh, forcing two million people to go to a food bank. 
These are the problems here at home at the kitchen table. He is so desperate to talk. Wait, Canadians have kitchen tables too? That's pretty cool. But anything else that he avoids talking about what's happening in our own country. So will he answer the question? Will he take his tax off our farmers so our people can afford to eat? And there he is. He's saying essentially exactly what's going on in Canada, which is exactly like the United States, in 100% everything from censorship to legalized weed to open borders. Everything. Now I want you to listen to uh, the the, uh, well-coiffed leftist fop who is the uh, Prime Minister of Canada. Honourable Prime Minister. Mr. Speaker, the Leader of the Opposition full well knows that 97% of fuel emissions uh, in the agricultural sector, in the farming sector, are already exempt from our price on pollution. But he is so desperate to try and... They got a carbon tax up there and it's killing people. It's caused people's uh, 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 gas bills to go through the ceiling and the price of their heating oil to go through the ceiling. For partisan points that he actually refused to stand in support of something Volodymyr Zelensky asked us for in this house. How is the leader of the opposition explaining to Ukrainian Canadians right across the country that he no longer stands with Ukraine on things that they need right now to win this war against Oh, that guy's a one-termer. He ain't going to be here that much longer. But yeah, same same talking points. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Aid for Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Uh, it's so important that they support Ukraine. Why the hell is Canada even involved? Right? Why is Canada even involved in this? It is, uh, it is remarkable. But uh, there, there's a debate I'd like to see. I mean, actually, a, a lengthy debate. Paul Levier versus Newsom. Uh, Paul Levier, uh, Trudeau, with uh, you know somebody, man, uh, you know, like maybe uh, Tucker Carlson uh, doing the uh, the moderating. Wouldn't that be something? I think that would be something. All right, let's take a break. I've got a couple of stories I want to do on the other side. Maybe surprise you with a little uh, a little satire as well. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. Last night I uh, hosted a uh, gathering for Friends in Service of Heroes. It's a an organization uh, out of Kansas City run by a guy named Paul Chapa who have gotten to know. And here's a guy. He had a very good life. He's uh, you know he's about he I think he just turned 60, 61 years old, and uh, about a decade ago he created this organization because he saw a lot of veterans just not being served. Uh, you know, not the country not fulfilling the promises that it did to veterans. I mean, veterans, if you if you are injured. Uh, psychologically or physically in battle, you should have a house. You should have a friggin' house. Government should buy a house for you. Uh, you should have your education taken care of. If you survived an injury in battle, whether it's a profound physical or, or psychological, you should be taken care of for life. But we don't do that. They do a, the government does a crappy job of it. And uh, Paul created this charity, and what they do is they give track re- wheelchairs, these wheelchairs you can go off-road in for uh, veterans who are quads or paraplegic. Um, and they cost about 20 grand a piece. So it's expensive. And then they also do service dogs, which are twelve dollars to $13,000 to train a service dog. But they, they are life-saving. And uh, it, there are hundreds, thousands of these little charities nationwide. You've got to be, you know, be careful. You don't want to give money to an organization that just takes the money like Black Lives Matter. 
but uh, but I'm I'm involved with fish. And one of the things we do at this Christmas gathering is we play uh, and we sing Silent Night. And we turn the lights down and everybody cut a candle. I want to play a little sample of that because it means a lot. Also, last night I, I uh, was introduced once again to Noah Gray. He is a uh, tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, number 83. 24 years old, same age as my son, which is kind of wild. It's kind of wild. And uh, Noah's, uh, by the way, he's a very successful tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, he will he will assume the throne of uh, Travis Kelsey upon Tra- Kelsey's retirement. Kelsey's 34. Still playing great ball, don't get me wrong, but uh, 10 years younger uh, with the same skills. Uh, Noah Gray is going to do some great things. And, and Noah Gray, uh, despite being a very young man, has been at this event for a couple of years now, and to watch him with kids and watch him with uh, young people and, and and everybody who's a fan uh, to uh, to us, he kind of has assumed the role of a hero as a very young man and as an athlete. But uh, playing on the field doesn't make you a hero. Uh, what makes you a hero is the person behind that. And you may think that it's because you score so many touchdowns, but I'm going to tell you something, Noah Gray. Uh, he, he's a hero. He is a hero. And, and it's through his actions, not only his, uh, his play on the field. So uh, Noah Gray's pretty awesome. Noah Gray's pretty awesome. I thought I'd wrap things up on a positive note today. Uh, the Washington Post has just cut another 120 jobs through buyouts and promised layoffs. And it looks like they may do another 120. Reason being is nobody believes them anymore. The Washington Post is on track to lose $100 million. You know why? Because they have like five people assigned to one story that's a lie. Uh, They also, I believe, got awards for the Russia collusion hoax, which was a hoax. Right? They did. They got awards for it. And now people don't believe them anymore because little little, uh, operations like Matt Taibbi on Substack are cleaning their clock. So the days of the 10 reporters on one story and the propaganda and all that are dying. The, uh, the Washington Post was, was down with Russia collusion, hands up, don't shoot, Jesse Smollett, Covington kids, uh, global warming, Rittenhouse hoax, NASCAR noose hoax, Jim Crow 2.0 in Georgia. Uh, I can go on and all of these, and America gets it. America gets it that these news organizations, like the, uh, the New York Times, like the Washington Post, ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, who just fired Mehdi Hassan for being an anti-Semite. America's getting it. That's why Americans are people to trusted sources. I'll just say, yeah, like mine, Newsmax. And by the way, my show this weekend is ridiculously good. Let's take a break and come back, wrap things up. It's the Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show, guys. Make sure to watch my TV show, Rob Carson's What in the World, this weekend on Newsmax. It's the funniest one I've done. You will laugh, I promise you. NewsmaxTV.com for details. Or go to NewsmaxPlus.com and sign up. God bless you, Israel, the United States. And until Monday, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then. We know you love Newsmax and watch it all the time. But just recently, Newsmax had to stop their free stream on apps. You may be missing Newsmax's best shows with Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling, Greta Van Susteren, Greg Kelly, and a lot more. 
So they launched Newsmax Plus, and more than 150,000 people have already signed up. Newsmax Plus lets you watch the Newsmax channel on your phone or home TV. And with Newsmax Plus, you get N2, their streaming channel, plus documentaries, movies, specials, and more. Newsmax Plus just launched actor John Voight's new series on Israel. And Newsmax Plus even has the best Donald Trump shows ever. So get Newsmax Plus today. It won't cost you anything to start. Just go to NewsmaxPlus.com for your free trial. There's no risk. So go to NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. Millions are switching to Newsmax. Try it for free today. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.